Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn. Welcome to the Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of the Board of Heartbeat International that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today I've got a really interesting program for you. Um, Would you like to know more about what help and hope is available for issues that so many women and families are facing today? Uh, issues surrounding pregnancy loss, miscarriage, abortion, uh, adoption, uh, infertility, foster care, uh, foster parenting. Um, so many challenges today in those areas and so many needs. I bet most of the people listening today, uh, we have family and friends who have suffered through some of these uh, issues that I just mentioned. What can we do to help them? All right. We, we know maybe our own personal resources may be somewhat limited, but but is there more help available? And the great news is yes. <laughs> we have a wonderful program uh, in St. Paul, St. Paul's Parish in Westerville that serves the entire Diocese of Columbus. And um, it, it, it's called the Elizabeth Ministry. We're going to focus on that, Elizabeth Ministry. And the leader uh, of that program is our guest today, Colleen Holton. Welcome, Colleen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here to share about our ministry. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited to have you. And I've loved getting to know you over the phone. Now it's it's wonderful to meet in person. And uh, Colleen is, uh, she and her husband, Sam, have been married for eight years. Uh, they were married in St. Paul, Westerville. Didn't waste any time getting involved, did you? <laughs> in no, and actually, I went to kindergarten there. So I, I grew oh, up at St. Gosh. Paul. So that was my home parish and went to school throughout there and so it's always been on my heart to give back to the church and to be involved in the church. And my parents are parishioners there. My siblings are parishioners. Wow. My aunt. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I have a lot that's of family beautiful. there. And so you could also see the needs of the parish. Uh, you, you know well the needs of the people who um, you went to school with, that you, you know their families. Uh, you know the real lives of the people in that parish. And, and it's true, isn't it, that there's so many issues now surrounding infertility, pregnancy loss, miscarriage, abortion, um, adoption, uh, foster care. So, so, um, so Colleen, and you're, you are so active in this ministry leading it now. Um, you and your husband also have two children, age six and four. Yeah. So we that's have two beautiful. little ones. And <laughs> so it's been, it's been interesting to grow up in the church. And as my role has changed from a young adult to a, adulthood and now motherhood and, being involved in different parts of the church, it's kind of evolved as my life has evolved. And mm-hmm. the people that I want to touch, want to be involved with, um, have evolved with me as mm-hmm. well. So and now great. my mom is actually part of this ministry. So it's a mother-daughter duo oh, that's we are. Good. And uh, we have lots of <laughs> other of women in the ministry. So tell us, Elizabeth Ministry. Now, why is it called Elizabeth Ministry? Let's explain that first. Sure. So Elizabeth Ministry is based on the scriptural story of the visitation mystery in the Gospel of Luke. Um, that was the inspiration. We offer hope, help, and healing related to just all the joys, the challenges, the sorrows of family life. And we do that by like-to-like visits is what we call them. 
So if someone were to get in touch with our ministry and who has suffered from infertility or would like to adopt or um, is just going through a pregnancy, we have women in our ministry who have gone through the same thing, who have had miscarriages, stillbirth, who have been part of all the facets of adoption. And so we match one of our ministers with the person who's getting in touch with us um, to do a like-to-like visit, uh, just in the way that Mary and Elizabeth did uh, back in the in the biblical days. Hmm. That's beautiful. And these issues that you mentioned are so complex. They are so complex. Absolutely. Uh, adoption, um, grieving for uh, after an abortion, um, suffering, um, uh, birth mother's issues, of course, foster parenting. There's so many issues. It's amazing. And so many complicated ways of mm-hmm. dealing with them. But this way is, it seems so simple, but it's profound. It really is. And if you think back to the days of Mary and Elizabeth, women and families in general, they lived in these close-knit villages. They walked out their door and could see exactly, you know, what phase of pregnancy the their neighbor was in and how to minister to them or what, you know, how old their children were. And today, that's just not how we live. Our homes are physically far apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's hard to get involved with that. So we want to go back to those days of just being there to offer the support and the love and the help to women who have been through these situations as mm-hmm. well. Well, I want to talk today on our program about some of the specific areas where you minister and and what can be done. What can people um, expect uh, if they're suffering or experiencing one of these areas that you might be able to to work with and help with? Let's start with the area of, of miscarriages. Um, miscarriages are so much more common than people realize, I think, because a lot of times people don't talk about it. And and that's one of the things is that when you miscarry, you're often encouraged by family and friends, you know, don't say anything, don't, don't talk about it. Um, even when you find out you're pregnant, it's like, don't say anything until you're in the second trimester because something could happen. And it almost diminishes your pregnancy into like, that's not that's not an actual baby. It's just, you know, it, it's not something that you should grieve over if something were to happen. And my own story, you know, when we were pregnant with our first child, we were so excited to let our family and friends know. Mm-hmm. And when we were telling them, one of the things that someone said to me right away was, well, I wouldn't say that to anyone else until you're further along. <laughs> and it, you know, it was one of those things I just brushed off like, okay, yeah, you know, of course, of course. And the more I got to thinking of it, I was like, no, this person is not going to diminish this life within me because even if something were to tragically happen, this is still my baby and I can mm-hmm. grieve over him or her if something were to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of getting that um, that societal misconception that this child is is a child regardless of how old he or she is right and we can rejoice in the conception of that child that absolutely human life is beginning um at such a so beautiful even at those early stages mm-hmm. and i suppose when people say that they want to kind of protect you from sorrow if if you would have a miscarriage but in a way, then that just keeps you probably from grieving or keeps Absolutely. women from grieving who do have early miscarriages. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, if someone contacts us and and is going through a miscarriage or has miscarried, we want to be there to say it's OK to grieve. You can cry. This is your child, regardless mm-hmm. of whether 
you know, he took his first breath or not. Like you are still a mother because of this, uh, because of this child. And right. it's okay to grieve. This is a place where it's, it's safe to talk about that and Absolutely. express your feelings. What are some of the things you can help with if a person has experienced uh, pregnancy loss? In addition, I mean, the most important thing is another person yes. walking along with her yes. or walking along with that family. Mm-hmm. What are some of the and I know this this ministry uh, focuses on some practical things as well. So, what are some of the practical issues that this woman will be, will need to go through, or the family in in this whole process that you can also help with? A lot of times, it, it's just the stages of grief as well, like what you would if it was an adult, a child that that passes away. Um, we would we have these prayer bags, we call them, and we put together a prayer shawl um, from our prayer shawl ministry. Uh, the women who make these have prayed over them as they've knitted or crocheted them. So we would take that to the the woman. Um, and to a the prayer mother. shawl is a little shawl that she puts yes. around her shoulders. Yes, just to feel comfort, to, to know that she is literally surrounding herself with prayers. There are prayers that have been woven within this prayer shawl. Mm-hmm. So we provide the, the mother with that. Um, we have a little, like a box of tea, some chocolate, some hand lotion, like just practical things that make you feel comfortable, make you, um, you know, help you know that it's okay to grieve mm-hmm. and it's okay to be sad and to just kind of tuck yourself away from the world for a while. Um, so we we do those little little practical things like that um, just to acknowledge that, that this happened and it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so can, can you, is this a common thing that, do a lot of people come to you for help in miscarriage? You know, not not as many as we would like, actually, although you don't ever want someone to have a miscarriage, of course, Uh but we know that it happens and it happens more often than what you would think. And so we one of our messages is that we try to get out that we are here for you. Let us help you. And if you're not comfortable with a face to face visit, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, You know, we will pray for you. We will just leave this prayer bag on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Um, We. Actually took one to a grandmother's house uh, just a few weeks ago because her her granddaughter was having such a hard time and didn't really want to see anyone. Um, but we wanted this to get to her and just for her to know that we were there. Mm-hmm. That's great, and I'm sure the more the more you do this, the more mm-hmm. women you serve. Of course, that news is going to spread. Yes, yes, yes. and we hope the news will spread also through yes. uh, through St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, uh, which this might maybe a good time if someone is listening and saying, I know someone who needs help. Mm-hmm. How can they get this help from you? Uh, what should they do if a listener is 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 uh, hearing this story and and would like to get the help of Elizabeth Ministry? Sure. So I, I first want to make it really known that Yes, we are a ministry of St. Paul, but we do minister to anyone in the diocese and even women who are not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we do have women who are not Catholic, friends, family members. Uh, we would love to minister to them as well. So it's not just within St. Paul's. Um, so y- your best thing to do would be to contact the St. Paul's Church, the office, and they can direct you to myself or another woman within the ministry, and we will connect that way. Um, whichever you're more comfortable with, calling, emailing, Whatever you want, we are here. What is the number? So the number is uh, 614-882-2109. And that's the St. Paul's Church office uh, phone number. And they can direct you from there. Great. Do you know the email? Ooh, that's all right. No, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I guess I should have come prepared with that. No, 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 no. That's okay. Um, But Elizabeth Ministry. So ask for help. You can say, I know someone who needs miscarriage help. 
if you remember Elizabeth Ministries, that's great, yep, and Elizabeth they Ministry. will get to you. That's wonderful. You can also uh, go to the website is elizabethministry.org, and that's the main website for the Elizabeth Ministry International Movement. But within there, you can search for chapters. So if you know someone who isn't even in the the Columbus Diocese, um, mm-hmm. but is elsewhere, chances are there's a Elizabeth Ministry chapter near them. Mm-hmm. So you can also search um, in that way to connect them. ElizabethMinistry.org, did yes. you say? Yes. Okay, ElizabethMinistry.org. Well, yes. that's great. Well, let's talk about some of the other um, uh, issues that you deal with. By the way, let me reintroduce you to, for those who have perhaps just joined the show, our guest today is Colleen Holton. And uh, Colleen and her husband, Sam, were married at St. Paul's in Westerville. They still are members there. In fact, she grew up there, <laughs> now has two children. And she is is really the leader of a wonderful ministry at St. Paul's, but a group that ministers, serves the entire diocese. And that's called Elizabeth Ministry. Elizabeth Ministry is uh, inspired by the visit of Mary to Elizabeth and the, the one-on-one support that women can give to women who are dealing with any issues relating to their fertility, motherhood, uh, particularly uh, miscarriage, loss, pregnancy loss, post-abortion, um, adoption, infertility. So, um, and that it's such a broad range of issues, isn't it, Colleen? Because, Definitely. of course, a woman's fertility affects her entire life from the time she's a teenager. Yes. Uh, and, and so all these issues that related to our gift of fertility uh, are, are very important in the lives of women and, and their families. Let's focus a little bit on the issue of infertility and um, leading into adoption. And I know mm-hmm. one of the things that your chapter uh, sponsored a few years ago is a, a panel. You were telling me about the panel you did on adoption. Uh, it included an attorney, birth mothers, adoptees, adoptive parents, foster parents, uh, people who had suffered from infertility. And um, and that sounded like a, a, a wonderful thing. I hope you'll be able to do something like that again in the future. But you you have so many contacts with people in, in who, who represent all these different walks uh, or experiences that relate to infertility. Uh, tell us about some of the things that you have done, people that you have helped in relationship to these issues. So we have a, a large... A group of women within our Elizabeth ministry who have experienced adoption in, in some form. We have international adoption, domestic adoption, foster to adopt, uh, disrupted adoptions, and women who still have relationships with their children's birth families. Um, so open adoptions as well. And so we really can minister to any of those facets of adoption. And we want to spread the word that adoption is an option. And, and that was uh, that was kind of our, our panel a few years ago, is we had people who represented all aspects of adoption just to get the word out that it's not as common today as what it was. Adoption uh, is a- not. Adoption is right. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. And especially international adoption. Um, but it, it is happening. And it is something that you should think about. Um regardless of whether you've had infertility or just choosing to add children to your life. And adoption, uh, it's not something that is shrouded in secrecy anymore. It's out there and children know they are adopted. Mm -hmm. Families know they are adopted. And a lot of times you do have relationships with the birth families as well. So your own family is growing Mm -hmm. uh, 
by that by that means. And all of those things, uh, all of those avenues, those beautiful, beautiful options uh, are complex. And and they involve sometimes they involve grieving. Yes, um, they involve celebrating, they involve remembering, uh, there are lots of challenges involved, even uh, working through how to adopt, uh, how to do foster care, mm-hmm. uh, what are the good resources. And you have people again, with the with the whole way that Elizabeth ministry operates. It's a one-on-one ministry. Yes. Like Mary to Elizabeth. Yes, absolutely. And so it's wonderful that you have people in your network who really have experienced all those things. I think your own family has experienced adoption, right? Yes, yes. So I am the proud sister of a, um, my, my younger sister was adopted from Guatemala when she was three and she's now 24 years old. So that was a long time ago. Uh, But my family has stayed in touch with the orphanage that she came from, uh, the nuns who raised her in this orphanage when she was just a a baby. And um, actually, I'm going back to Guatemala in January to that same orphanage to visit the nuns and some of the children who have grown up there. So it's yes. Is Guatemala still open for adoption to the U.S.? Unfortunately, no. Many, many countries have shut down adoptions, unfortunately. Um, So Guatemala is not one of them. Um, You know, there's still opportunities to sponsor children in these countries to help them still have a a great life. Um, But unfortunately, adoption to the United States is not an option anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's partly because countries I know have have started thinking, uh, we need to step up and Mm -hmm. uh, care for our own Orphans. Yes. I think that's sometimes yes, been that a, been a rationale for closing that, but it's it's uh, it's difficult for people who want to adopt now. It is, and especially um, since adoptions are or international adoptions specifically are on the decline, more people are turning to domestic adoptions, and the closed adoptions are just not happening anymore. Um, birth families want and by that. closed adoptions. Let's define. Oh yeah, sure. So closed adoptions would be where you have no contact with the birth family at all. Um, you know, records are sealed and that's, that's just how it is. It's a closed adoption. And now many States have laws that records will be opened regardless of whether the adoptive family you know wants them or not, but they will be open when the child turns 18 so that's really led adoptions to be more of an open concept. So right from the beginning, you have a relationship with the adoptive family, or, or I'm sorry, with the birth family, whether it's grandparents, uh, parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, they are all part of this adoption circle with you. Mm-hmm. Or at least they can be. Yes, I think they there can are, be. There are choices in adoption now. Absolutely. Openness. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So they, there are different levels. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, so and I know when my husband and I adopted, we adopted two children as infants. And uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yes, <laughs> they were. Our son Tim was only three days old, and our daughter Katie was eight days old. Oh wow! And uh, their mothers could have chosen adoption. Uh, they could have chosen abortion, mm-hmm. but they chose adoption. Our children were born fairly soon uh, after the Roe v. Wade decision wow. when abortions were really skyrocketing in, in numbers. So uh, we're very thankful to their birth mothers. But in those days, adoption was totally closed. Yes. Uh, birth yeah, mothers had to uh, close the records. Adoptive parents couldn't know much at all about uh, the situation of the birth mother. And um, so there were some benefits to that. There were definitely some some drawbacks. But now we have this idea of openness uh, so mm-hmm. that various levels of openness can occur. 
Um, tell us about, um, I, I know you, you have, um, you mentioned uh, domestic avenues for adoption now, sometimes starting with foster care. Yes. Parents start with foster care, and then if the children are uh, released for adoption, Mm-hmm. They adopt those children. Are there people in your network who have done foster care to adoption? Yes, yes, we do. And uh, we have one lady who her family, they had biological children, and then they decided to foster, and it turned into an adoption situation. And they've actually added to their family um, as their adoptive uh, children have had siblings born as well from their birth mother. And the birth mothers directly con- uh, contacted them again to say, would you take this child? Would you take this other child? And And they have. And it's such a beautiful thing um, that they are so open to more children in their family. And for them, it wasn't a matter of infertility to adopt. It was, we want to add children. We want to give these children uh, a stable home, a stable mm-hmm. and loving home, uh, while at the same time maintaining somewhat of a relationship with the birth mother as well, just to let her know that, you know, we are taking care of your child. Like, we appreciate, we know what a sacrifice it is. For you to to place your child with us and we acknowledge and we respect that and we want you to know that we are giving them the best care that they can have. Mm -hmm. What are some of the ways that people who have gone through this actually minister to couples who are interested or who have also gone through it? So we uh, if you were to contact our our chapter of Elizabeth Ministry, uh, we could pair you with a couple who has gone through whatever facets of adoption uh, you are interested in. And they can help walk you through the process. They can recommend the agencies they've used, um, resources they've, you know, books they've read. If you have children already in the family, uh, great resources for the siblings. Um, Because that's Mm -hmm. often a new thing is you are sometimes disrupting birth order. Um, And that's a huge thing for children who are already in the family who have their place not really you know, removed from that place. But it it is different if you were the baby Mm -hmm. of the family and now you have another baby of the family, you know, you, <laughs> or you, you were the oldest. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we, uh, if you're a middle child, you may still be a middle child. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. And we all know what, uh, middle children have their own issues. So, <laughs> but yeah, so we can match you with, with people who have gone through this and just to say, I understand what you're feeling. I, I know what it is. I've been there. Here's how we've helped. Here's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a social worker we've worked with or a therapist mm-hmm. or, you know, let's let's look at something yeah. else. So. People helping people yes. and then introducing resources. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So many people I feel alone when they're facing these kinds of issues and problems. Mm-hmm. And they I'm so glad that that you're there and uh, can be we such a wonderful too. resource. What about birth mothers uh, who have made this heroic choice uh, of adoption for their child? You can also help match yes. up birth mothers. Yes, we have uh, women in our Elizabeth ministry who are birth mothers and who have placed a child for adoption. We have um, one who now has contact with the child that she placed. Um, so there's that whole aspect of if you want this to be an open adoption and, and what that might what entail that down mean? the road. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we, uh, yes, you'd, you'd be surprised at how many people we actually have within our network who sure, <laughs> we can match amazing. and who we would love to match. Yeah. And, when, we would love and adoptees. To you have people yes. who are adoptees. Yes, we have adoptees, um, both domestic adoptees, international adoptees. 
Um, my sister, for one, is always happy to talk with other, you know, even young adults as you're kind of growing and going through the different phases of your life. You definitely have different questions when you're a teenager versus a young adult versus a mother yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have adoptees that are mothers, uh, ones who are young adults and ones who are middle school, high school. What are some of the issues that adoptees go through? Some people don't consider adoption because they think my child will never be happy. Mm-hmm. Um uh, always not not knowing. Uh, is this com- a common feeling of adoptees? It, it can be, um, but it's important to understand that it's not always. So we do have an adoptee in our group who um, is a grandmother herself, and she has never once wanted to search out her birth family. It's just mm-hmm. something that has never been on her heart to do, and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. you know, either. And mm-hmm. so it's important not to make the person feel like, oh, well, you should have questions. You should be questioning. You know, you should be wanting to, to know this because mm-hmm. it's okay if you don't. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of adoptees, uh, especially who have been adopted international, who just don't have that option. It's just not there um, that they could ever find their birth family. And so I think that is raises a whole host of other questions and just an acceptance yeah. of that. Yeah, it, it's just amazing. Um, and in, in our family, uh, one of our children has had a, a, an interest and has met her birth family. Uh, our son has not. So it is different. Yes, it is. Per, for each person. And so many of these issues are. And that's why this beautiful model of the one-on-one mm-hmm. matching and uh Sorting out these issues with another caring, loving person is just a beautiful thing for Elizabeth Ministry. Thank well, you. I, I really love what you do. Thank you so and much. Would you tell us again how people could contact Elizabeth Ministry? Sure, we would love to uh, minister to you or a friend or a loved one uh, if you know someone. So please contact uh, St. Paul's in Westerville. Uh, the phone number is 614-882-2109, and that'll take you to the church office. And from there, you can explain your need. Um, and even if you just want to get involved with Elizabeth Ministry, be one sure. of our resources. Yes. Uh, if you have a story yes. in this area you'd love to share, that, that's great. Yes. I know you will take good care of them, Colleen. <laughs> Thank you. We will certainly try. <laughs> we do our best. And we have a lot of fun. So we do also social things, uh, dinners and get-togethers. And just within our, our own group, uh, we minister to one another. That's great. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Our thank guest has been me. Colleen Holton, who is the leader of Elizabeth Ministry at St. Paul's in Westerville that serves the entire diocese with issues related to pregnancy loss, um, miscarriage, post-abortion, stillbirth, um, infertility, foster care, adoption, just a whole range of issues. Uh, beautiful, beautiful ministry. So you are listening to the Family Sanctuary on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, and I'm Peggy Hartshorn, your host. Our archives are at stgabrielradio.com, and we're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com. The Family Sanctuary is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends. Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then